Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It is FPC Radio Live. It's Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. I forgot what year it was for a second. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I really haven't had much coffee today, John. But um, maybe it's 2022 because I feel like I'm having a little bit of deja vu uh, with 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 murmurs that Tom Brady might be considering unretiring. And we'll we'll we'll. We'll touch on that. Don't worry. We, we got the two old guys on tap for today's show. Um, and I'm not talking about us, John. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, no, we're going to start, though, uh, with Derek Carr, because naturally, if you listen to us yesterday, I, I think we both kind of said, or I know I said, um, that the first domino to fall was probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. But I was wrong, because uh, maybe an hour after we got off the air, not even, uh, we find out Derek Carr has uh, agreed to join the New Orleans Saints uh, four years, a uh, hundred and some odd million dollars. I, I just had the numbers in front of me. But bottom line is it's a lot of money for what I believe is an okay quarterback. I don't think he's – I think the Saints are a pretty good situation. Um, they certainly, you know, might have some ability to improve the roster. I mean, they're still going to have to do some cap uh, gymnastics here. But – uh, yeah, look, I mean, uh, he finds a spot in a division that is obviously um, up for grabs, and I, I and that might not even be the best way to describe it. Uh, I, I said yesterday when I recorded a, a full press NFL podcast, look, Carr to New Orleans makes them the, makes them the favorite in that division because, well, <laughs> they actually have a quarterback. Wow, how about that? They have a quarterback. The other three teams don't. Um, doesn't mean that that can't change quickly. Because, like I said, I, I think Carr's a pretty good player. Um, beyond that, I, I don't, you know, Saints fans, I, I would temper your expectations because I don't see Derek Carr as a guy um, who's going to come in and necessarily elevate your team. Uh, I, I think by virtue of the fact that he's better than Andy Dalton, they're going to be a little bit better. Um, and perhaps the connection with Dennis Allen, the guy who was coaching the Raiders when they drafted Derek Carr, maybe that helps. But at the end of the day, I just think the guy is who he is. He's a sub-500 quarterback who has moments of great play, but for the most part, he's mediocre to pretty good. And and I think if, if, you, if that's your expectations, you can perhaps build a team around him to most or best utilize his skill set. Um, and, and that's what New Orleans is kind of tasked with right now. And, and look, I, I said it yesterday on the Full Press NFL podcast. Um, the one thing that's going for him moving from Oakland or Oakland from Las Vegas to uh, New Orleans is, well, in Oakland, <laughs> I did it again, in Las Vegas slash Oakland slash whatever, uh, they never really gave him anything of a 
good defense. I think they always ranked in the bottom third. So perhaps uh, a little bit be- better defensive unit might turn some of those losses into wins for Derek Carr. So um, not surprising uh, that he ends up going to New Orleans. Um, I was kind of surprised that it just ha- just happened. And now we're done with it. Now we're looking at the other quarterbacks. It might lead you to believe that Rodgers to the Jets is close impending, right, so that the message got out there to Derek Carr that the Jets were no longer interested because they felt that they were going to acquire, or they're going to acquire Aaron Rodgers, and it's just dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and making the deal with Green Bay and the Jets with in terms of money and draft picks or whatever, so now it's okay for Derek Carr to go elsewhere. I think it's smart to move to the NFC, oh, not sure. as good as the AFC, and like you said, he just went from being the third or the fourth best quarterback in his division to now being clearly the best quarterback in his new division. And again, we'll see what Carolina, Atlanta, and Tampa do going forward. But I also, one thing about Derek Carr, I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's durable, right? You can kind of count on him to play pretty much every week. So that's a good thing. That's a start, right? Because, you know, we felt like half the quarterbacks in the league last year missed a pretty sizable amount of time. The other thing that I just find hilarious is Derek Carr is a very religious guy. I thought he would go to Carolina with Frank Reich, another religious guy. I thought that that would be a pretty mm-hmm. good bond with Derek Carr and Frank Reich instead of going to New Orleans. So here's a very kind of buttoned-up religious, you know, straight arrow guy who is going from Las Vegas to New Orleans, perhaps <laughs> the two most decadent cities in America, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Maybe if he plays in Europe in a few years, he'll play in Amsterdam or somewhere <laughs> like that. So, um, But it, it, it's a solid move for New Orleans. Like you said, this, this is probably going to be the best defense he's ever had. And you got Chris Olave, who's going to be a second-year wide receiver, who's outstanding, Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, so, yeah, they're the favorite right now until Carolina maybe acquires a quarterback or drafts one. Same thing with Atlanta. That Again, that division is just all jumbled up. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, at this moment, by virtue of the fact that they just have a quarterback that you can pretty much pen in as the starter, makes them the best team in the division. Now, that could change drastically. I mean, I, I don't know what progress or momentum or change has, has been in the Lamar Jackson to potentially go into Atlanta, but that changes things. I mean, I, I don't anticipate Tampa Bay um, – doing anything more than, say, signing, like, Baker Mayfield, um, in which mm-hmm. case, you know, I think Derek Carr is better than Baker Mayfield, so, you know, you still have the edge there. So, um, yeah, look, it, it's, again, for New Orleans, I mean, this is a team that's trying to navigate post-Drew Brees. I mean, we're seeing the Patriots do it post-Tom Brady going into year four now. Um, it, it, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, look at Indianapolis post Peyton Manning. I mean, they thought they had one in Andrew Luck, but we know how that worked out. And now they're doing the gauntlet with aging veteran quarterbacks. And uh, who knows who's going to be next? Perhaps uh, I was going to say Matt Ryan, but I was like, Matt Ryan already went there. So I guess, you know, who knows? Um, but, <clears throat> you know, for New Orleans, considering their options, considering what was available, uh, it's, it's a smart move. I mean, it gives you some stability. And, and like you said, um, Health-wise, he's going to be out there, and we, we've heard the the cliche all all the time. You know, best of, uh, ability is availability, um, and and that's what Carr is offering New Orleans, and at least gives them an opportunity to maybe not focus so much or be concerned so much with the quarterback position, um, knowing that Carr is under center. Now, again, like I said, this isn't gonna 
you know, this isn't Tom Brady to Tampa. This isn't, okay, we're going to turn the franchise around and all of a sudden compete for a Super Bowl. No, I mean, they were a sub-500 team or, or sub-500 over yeah sub team over the last two years after uh, Drew Brees. Um, but like you said, they had a pretty good defense. Now they have, a you know, more stability under center. Uh, and, and, and look, if you're New Orleans, you got to be excited for it. Um, I just don't. I just don't see it as any sort of big momentum swinging move. Um, I, I think it makes a big difference in the NFC South and, and probably even the NFC because, quite frankly, we don't really know outside of like say what Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith now, and we're going to talk about him in just a minute. Um, who, who are the starters in the NFC? Who are the the sure thing starters in the NFC? Kirk Cousins. I mean, you want to consider That's him a sure start, thing, obviously. Yeah, I'd be right, exactly. I mean, he's going to start. He'll be the guy, but, I mean, how far can you go with Kirk Cousins? And even to a similar degree, Dak Prescott. Yeah, the same guys, thing, yeah. Yeah, neither one has ever played in a conference championship game. So, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, I'm assuming he's going to be playing elsewhere next year. And remember last week for about two hours, there was a narrative that Carolina was really interested in Aaron Rodgers, which, to me, that would be the least sexy place to go. I don't even like the uniforms, Carolina. He's just kind of like, what's he doing there? But in terms of him potentially winning, that wouldn't have been a bad place to go, right? Because, again, weak division, if he goes to Carolina, he's clearly the best quarterback in that division. In general, he's going to be the best quarterback in any division he plays in, unless he's, you know, well, playing in some of the divisions in the AFC, yeah. the West, the North, and the, and the East. And better quarterbacks at this point, but he can play with those guys. Well, but, like, um, look, I mean, if you're – if like, say he does go to the Jets, um, and you're going to ask me Josh Allen or, or Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm not at a point right now where I'm going to say Josh Allen because, like, as, as entertaining – You're saying Rodgers. I know. Oh, of course. Of course. Of yeah. course, because and, – and, and I would, too, because in certain situations, I would trust him more than Josh Allen, who, who didn't play well the second half of the season. No, no. And, and look, I mean, there were a lot of circumstances, and that's not to say that he's not going to take another step forward, and maybe Rodgers does take another step back this year. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I say it all the time, John. I, I can't predict the future. If I, if I could, if I could, trust me, I'd be sitting on a tropical island right now sipping my ties and drowning in all the cash that I won because I knew everything that was going to happen. Um, Would you still be talking to me, though, with, you know, of course I would, John. Of course. Yeah. Of course. 9.38 in the morning. Of course you would. I mean, maybe. We'll see. I mean, well, I'm, start, I'm starting to think of all the things. You know, I would have, uh, you know, I would have done, done quite a bit. I would have uh, made some nice bets. So, um, including putting a lot of money on the Bruins 25-1 to 1 to start the season and win the Stanley Cup. So, uh, but Man, that, that was good. Yeah, oof, God, man, I wish I would have done wow. that. I should have pulled the trigger. But I told myself, don't be a homer. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> I should have been a homer right there and just taken a taken a whirl. I mean, hell, ten bucks would have won me two hundred and fifty. So, um, anyways, no, I, I'm getting distracted. I'm talking about hockey and betting and all that. I want to I want to stick to the quarterbacks. Derek Carr, New Orleans. Um, again, like I said, I make, I, it, it makes them the best team in the NFC South right now. I mean, you could argue that they were the best team in the NFC South, anyways, um, at this point. And now with an actual quarterback, uh, I mentioned just a minute ago, Geno Smith uh, signed a nice nice deal. Um, I mean, look, I have no idea if this is going to work well for Seattle. Um, I'm, I'm not saying he he had a great season last year. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, it, it, was, it really came out of nowhere. No one expected it. Um, but I, 
That's a lot of money to give. Like I, I have like here's the thing, John. I have no problem with the player getting the money. I think they should get every they should squeeze every last cent out of every owner in this league. You know, they should get every single dollar. I don't care if they're overpaid. I'm never, ever, ever going to be upset that someone got their payday. But from a risk reward and a what are you gonna get for that? I don't think you're ever going to get performance that even that's even going to touch his price tag. And I think that's going to be a problem for Seattle moving forward. And look, I mean, it's it's based on, well, what? He's been in the league 10, 11 years. And, well, the majority of it has been not as stellar as this last season. So, I mean, it, good for Seattle for, for finding, you know, a guy and locking him up and paying him and all that stuff. I just don't know if you're ever going to to reach that level again uh, with Geno Smith uh, moving forward. Yeah, he's been a journeyman, right? I mean, and somewhat of a disappointment. He was drafted in a position where he was expected to be the Jets quarterback going forward, and it never really happened. So now he's a journeyman who got to Seattle, and they did a really good job with him, led the league in completion percentage, got some good weapons there in DK Metcalf leading the way. So it was a nice season for Geno Smith. But, you know, can you expect that going forward the next few years? I know that Seattle has the fifth overall pick. There could be a really good quarterback there. Maybe you draft a quarterback with a fifth overall pick, have him sit behind Geno Smith for a year or two, and then that quarterback ready to go. Yeah. Maybe it's Anthony Richardson who is, you know, just blew up the combine. Um, if he's available at five, maybe Seattle takes a chance, has him, lets him develop, and Geno Smith runs the team for at least this year, maybe next year. And now you think you have Anthony Richardson ready to go. So that could be their plan of attack because that fifth overall pick came to them directly from the Russell Wilson trade. So it kind of makes sense. You traded Russell Wilson, you get a first round pick. Why not use that first round pick on your next quarterback? Yeah. No, I look, I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, being Seattle, it's, you know, you'd, you'd rather have, you know, a steady vet in there as you wait for that young guy to develop uh, rather than kind of, rolling the dice and trying to find the right person because look if you can if you can allow your young guy to sit back and learn and kind of mature into the position then I think you're going to be better off I think you know again we saw that you know with many great quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers obviously sat for three years um you know Tom Brady sat for a year Patrick Mahomes sat for a year so there's value I think in not playing right away and you know, at least with Geno Smith, Seattle has that option. And, and look, it doesn't mean the kid's coming in and playing under Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, but he's still coming in and being able to to learn the nuances of, of football and what goes into the sport. Because, again, we talk about it all the time. The quarterback position is so important, and there's so much that goes into it that, A, maybe doesn't even necessarily show up on the football field, and, B, certainly doesn't show up on a stat sheet and and I think there's like I said there's a lot of value in learning some of those nuances before you even step on the football field and are tasked with leading a a group of 53 or more specifically group of 10 slash 11 um during a serious drive whatever so um you know look it's I think Geno Smith Sir, I think every player deserves, like I said, every single dollar they can absolutely milk out of these owners in, in this league. Uh, because you know damn well, just like I do, that they're not going to get it once they leave. I think, what, mm-hmm. they have five years of insurance, and then that's it. And the NFL's like, see ya, adios. Uh, so, 
absolutely happy that Geno Smith got paid from a purely business risk reward. I, I think it's 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 not going to age necessarily too well for Seattle, and I just don't think you're going to get that same level of play that we saw from him last year for for much of the first half, and then the second half it kind of you know was a little bit more rocky uh, towards the end. But um, I mean, good good for Geno Smith. That's what I'm happy about. He got paid. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I just don't think it's going to work out terribly well in the long run. It's just the price of doing business, right? The NFL. He had ten good games last year, and then, as you said, kind of found his level in the final seven games of the regular season, which is again a journeyman quarterback, a, a guy who can certainly start in the league, but is, is not a top ten quarterback or remotely close to that. He played like that for ten weeks, and then again he returned to being you know Smith. It's, it's and Nick good for him. It's I'm Nick right Foles. with you. Ian. It's Nick Foles yeah, exactly. all over yeah, again. Exactly, and I'm all I'm one hundred percent with you. Get every last dollar you can. Uh, the career is short, and like you said, after five years, you're on your own insurance plan, which to me is, is sickening. But, yeah, that's just what quarterbacks are getting now. Like like you said with Derek Carr, four years, $150 million, $100 million guaranteed, you know, to get a guy who, what we would say, Derek Carr is the 13th or 14th best quarterback in football. So, again, this goes back to someone like Lamar Jackson, who's clearly better than Derek Carr and a superstar, right? And, off the field as well in terms of merch sales and all of that stuff. He means a lot to a franchise. He's looking at that saying, I got to get way more than that guy. Yeah. Well, and, and, but here's, here's the one caveat with Lamar Jackson, it's health. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it yesterday when we were talking about Lamar Jackson, who, uh, yeah, I think Ian Rappaport mentioned it this morning. Uh, very likely that he's going to end up getting franchise tag today because today is the deadline. So you got to figure, you got to mm-hmm. expect it. I mean, you just can't <laughs> watch this guy walk. Um, like that, like, yes, I agree. Lamar Jackson, obviously game changer. You can bring him down to Atlanta. All of a sudden you're like, wow, Atlanta has something going or whatever team that acquires them. They're going to be better. The question is for how long though, is it going to be eight games? Is it going to be the full 17? Is it only going to be 12? Is he going to miss time at the start of the season? At the end of the season, in the playoffs, I mean, that's the thing. The Ravens, like, uh, they didn't have Lamar Jackson for the playoffs last year, John. Mm-hmm. And how do you – so from from that point of view, if you're the Ravens – now, again, I, I think the Ravens have – for, for the last couple – this isn't just a this year thing. I feel like the Ravens have been very hesitant to pay Lamar Jackson for, for the last couple of years. Um but I think they, they are legitimate concerns when you actually think about it from a business standpoint. And I think a lot of business in the NFL is conducted based on not necessarily business. So, for instance, Daniel Jones is going to get a contract that probably pays him more than $35 million a year because, well, he just happened to be up next. That's not good business. That's just falling in line in a... a what I think is a pretty broken system uh, when it comes to, well, again, we, the entire, uh, 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 and we can talk about this on another day, maybe in the middle of a dead off season, but the, the, the whole system in general for NFL and the NFL players and everything is, is just kind of all messed up anyways without guaranteeing money and all this other stuff. But Daniel Jones is not worth $35, $40 million a year. But no. He's going to get it, though. 
He's going to get it. And I, I, I think the Ravens, yes, Lamar Jackson, is, is his ability worth $40 million a year? Absolutely. Probably worth more. But, again, how, how many games are you going to get that ability? And for how long? Because this isn't necessarily just about in, in, yeah, in individual seasons. It's about long-term. If you sign him to a five-, six-year deal... What what if by year three, you know? Again, I'm not I'm I'm not predicting it, but like, what if by year three he's so hampered by injuries, and they just start piling up? All of a sudden, you know, if you're the Ravens, you're you're kind of in a pretty bad situation because you're not getting that that level of production. And certainly, that's something that's a little bit more you can kind of predict a little bit more that it's like, obviously Tom Brady didn't, doesn't use his legs and certainly doesn't play the position like Lamar Jackson does. So that, that wear and tear doesn't exist necessarily. Um, With a guy like Lamar Jackson, you know, you're not going to regain that over time. You're not going to all of a sudden stretch a little bit more and work on pliability and realize that, Oh yeah, your legs are fine. They're going to unage, you know, that's not going to happen. So there's a lot of risk in signing a guy like Lamar Jackson, but the payoff is so much bigger than anyone that's available, including Aaron Rodgers, who, again, I mean, limited production uh, or limited, uh, not limited production, limited um, potential, uh, sort of speak, over the next year, maybe two, because that's kind of what you're feeling with Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you get him for a year, it might be the best year that you have, but it may only be that one year. Yeah, I mean, you go all in at that point, to use that expression. And if you're a team that you think uh, a very good quarterback or a great quarterback away from being a contending team, you make that move. And I think the Jets are there now. They have an outstanding defense. They have some nice pieces on offense. I think if they had a competent quarterback last year, just a competent quarterback last year, they'd probably go 10-7, and right? They were 7-10. and Now, if you put Aaron Rodgers fully motivated, fully engaged, playing at an MVP level, now you're looking at maybe a 12-win team. So. Yeah, I mean, and if you're the Jets, you haven't made the playoffs since 2010. So I think if you're Woody Johnson, you've got to be relevant, right? The Giants are improving. You know, you share the city with them, and you want to be relevant. So you go ahead and make that giant move. And it may not take you as much as you think. I think Green Bay would probably accept a second and a fourth-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they're going to get first-round pick because of his age and also because of that contract. I mean, someone's paying Aaron Rodgers. $60 $60 million next year. In the market, um, too. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, a lot of teams are going to look and say, yeah, he's a great quarterback and all that stuff, but he's going to be 40 in December. And there's a lot of stuff that goes with bringing Aaron Rodgers into your building. You know, yeah. so uh, it, it's got to be a team that's, that's ready to win. You know, we think the Raiders, uh, maybe the Titans, the Jets, uh, you know, Carolina was floated out there last week. So, yeah, maybe there's four teams. I mean, I would love to see him go to San Francisco. But I don't think Green Bay is going to trade him to San Francisco. No. Um, I'd like to see some good quarterback go to San Francisco because they're that good. Are they that stubborn that they think it's their system that wins and they don't really need a high end quarterback to win? No, they just I, maybe I, they're I, that pig headed. I no, I just think that they they screwed screwed it up, and now they're they're left yep. with little options. Like True. what what do, you know what option do they have? I, I mean, well, their best option might be Jimmy Garoppolo, as crazy as it sounds. Because uh, yeah, again, I I don't. Okay, so, you know, the, the, the report today or this morning I saw, uh, I think from Trey Wingo, said uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets have spoken or whatever, which we're, we're kind of getting the feeling that 
that's where he's going to end up going. Um, the writing's on the wall. The the <laughs> the callback to to history with Brett Favre is just. I mean, I just can't get over that. That's incredible. Um, so I I I got to imagine that's where he's ultimately going to end up because I I don't at this point I don't see him going back to Green Bay. Um, now, John, here's the interesting thing. Rich Eisen was talking a lot yesterday, apparently, because I, I saw so many quotes <laughs> attributed to him and, and um, you know, t- talking about his experience in Indy and what he was hearing and stuff like that. Now, jokingly, I think we said on Monday or yesterday or maybe even last week, um, or at least I said, look, I, I don't care about what sort of backlash might come from it, but if Tom Brady unretires a second time, I am all for it. And now... There, there's those rumblings, and I, I really don't know how legit these are. Last year, I was a little bit more, when we started hearing these, we heard them a little bit more. There's a little bit more chatter, so to speak. Um, but the possibility was floated about Tom Brady ultimately still playing and going to Miami because, well, if you had to choose between Tua and Tom Brady, well, I, I think if you're Miami you're pretty much going to go with, with Tom Brady. I, I think that's, and no disrespect for Tua, to Tua, I just, again, health-wise and just ability. I mean, forget about the health for a moment and just realize that, you know, Tom Brady still, even in retirement 2.0, is still a better quarterback. So, <laughs> John, I know, it. look, I, I, I will say this, it'll be a lot harder to reconcile um, watching Tom Brady play for the Dolphins than it was Tampa Bay, obviously, the, the, the AFC East and the rivalry and all that stuff. But um, the, uh, let's see. The, the, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think You're of. You're speechless at this I, point. I am because like, about it. I'm thinking about, like, look, my, like, my, I just want to see Tom Brady continue to play. And at this point, if it means him having his option is playing for the Miami Dolphins, I'm not going to like it as a Patriots fan. That's going to be, you know, it's going to cause me a lot of, uh, you know, upset stomach, diarrhea, indigestion, you know, the Pepto-Bismol commercial, pretty much all of those. Maybe well, I got a little... need all those details, but I get No, that. I know, yeah, I was just, <laughs> I, I was just, uh, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I was thinking maybe I got a little bit too grab, but th- th- that was the commercial. All right, that's what that that's that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. what the commercial was. Um, <laughs> so I apologize for anyone who I gave a pretty graphic image to. It, whatever the the case may be, it's going to cause me a lot of um, acid reflux. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> but but if if the option is that or never seeing him play football again, I'll suck it up and. Maybe not cheer for the Dolphins, but at least cheer for for Tom to succeed. Not in, not not like, but through the Patriots, but like, you know, if, I don't know. Like I said, I'm gonna have to do a lot of soul searching if that happens. I don't know if I'm quite ready to 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 confront that yet. But the point is, John, I just want to see the guy play again. I I don't really care at this point. I just want to see him go out there and continue to do what he does because I still think he can and. The idea of him being able to play with guys like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and, and kind of that offensive mindset—it's—it's—it's it's, it's intriguing to me. Plus, John, if it works out, 
that Aaron Rodgers goes to New York. Well, uh-huh. now we're getting Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers twice a year. And I'm okay with that. And we're getting Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen twice a year. And we're getting Tom Brady, Josh Allen twice a year. And, and Tom Brady, Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick twice a year. <laughs> twice a year. Yeah, and you get Belichick having to face all three of those quarterbacks twice a year. And, you know, be the classic case of here comes Buffalo with Josh Allen. Here comes the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Here comes Miami with Tom Brady. And here come the Patriots with Mac Jones. I mean, talk about going into a gunfight with a knife. Um, you know, that that's where the Patriots would be at. They'd be a major deficit at that most important position in all sports. But just for what we do, Ian, think of the storyline. I mean, oh, every God, week yeah. in the AFC East would be like, oh, okay, it's Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. And those games have all been fascinating to watch. And Belichick gushing about Aaron Rodgers more than I do. Um, yeah, that would be fascinating. I mean, that, that division would be insane. I mean, if, if and I think Brady would lean towards Miami only because that's where his family is located and he wants to remain close to them. If he really wants to win that eighth Super Bowl, I still don't understand why Tom Brady and the San Francisco 49ers can't get together. Yeah. Right. You know, it's almost like the two best looking kids in high school finally, after so many years, they finally hook up. So, like, why not just do this if you're San Francisco? Just reach out and say, look, we're this close to being a Super Bowl champion. You come here, we'll be a Super Bowl champion. And you know, Brady's so darn competitive, right? I think when he saw Mahomes win his second Super Bowl, he's like, I got to get back out there on my eighth. Let's put the nonsense of, you know, Mahomes being the GOAT um, to rest. So that yeah, makes the most sense to hey, me, right? If, I if, mean, and he's a free agent, right? He can go anywhere well, he and, wants. And that, like and that's, Rodgers has to get traded, which yeah. makes that a much more difficult to deal with. Like, I'd love to see Rodgers in San Francisco because he never beats them. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him there. But the, the Packers aren't going to trade him to San Francisco, I don't think, unless they get blown away with an offer. And San Francisco doesn't have a first-round pick. Hey, and, and look, if, if that's if that's the good that comes out of this in terms of, <laughs> you know, all the, the goat talk and premature uh, anointment of Patrick Mahomes the last month, uh, I, I'm okay with that. If, they, if that's the price we have to pay to get Tom Brady to once again renege on his uh, uh, retirement. I believe we're approaching, uh, we're getting close, we're about a week away from that one-year mark, and we, we know how he retired tw- on the same day, two years in a row. Uh, so may- maybe mm. he'll re- announce his return on the same day, two years in a row. And you know what? I'm okay with that. All the people out there saying, like, oh, this would be a bad look, this would do this, this would do that, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care. Say what you will. I just would you I don't, rather have Tom Brady playing quarterback or I don't know pick some guy that's out there as the thirtieth best quarterback in football? You know, eating up. I'd I'd rather have like Tom Brady than Derek Carr. Yeah. I'd rather have Tom yeah, Brady than exactly. Geno Smith. I'd rather have Tom yeah. Brady than Daniel Jones. And all these guys are getting nearly forty right. million dollar a year contracts right now. So yeah, and you know I, it's not going to take that to sign him, right? It's a, he's gonna he'll play for twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good, man. Well, he, yeah, and here's the thing: like he's he's already planning on not joining Fox Sports until twenty twenty four, anyways. So, exactly. yep. John, I hate this. I hate that I'm getting talked into <laughs> this because if it doesn't happen, I'm, it's it's gonna make like last year. I was, I was I was just about getting over Tom Brady retiring. I was just starting to move on with my life. I was starting to go outside again. I shaved. I showered for the first time in, in nearly 40 days. And then he announced his return, okay. and, and, you know, I just I put that off. I, I, I don't – I thought I was better hand, better equipped to handle it this year. Um, putting these little tidbits out there, just it, it, it kills me. It kills me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, 
you know, we'll, we'll find out next week is the start of free agency. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some answers about where Aaron Rodgers are, is going by then. Maybe we'll have some more answers with Lamar Jackson. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Tom Brady unretires. That'd be nice. We can celebrate then. So uh, thank you, everyone. And uh, we will uh, talk to you later in the week.